I know you're out there. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. the dots of the Constitution for you like no one else can. The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's an attorney, a disabled U.S. Army veteran, an author, public speaker, mother, pastor's wife, and a patriot. She's Chris Ann Hall. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L dot com. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Hey, everybody, welcome to the show. My husband and co-host, J.C. Hall, on this voting day. Welcome to the show, J.C. Thank you. (laughs) So, um, apparently, uh, Mr. Hogg and some other students are trying to organize a student walkout uh, for voting uh, today, as as if high school students, high school seniors need another reason to skip school, right? That's got to be what that's all about, because they don't have to, polls are open until 7 o'clock at night. They don't have to skip school to vote, but it's just another excuse to skip school. <laughs> I mean, seriously, when you were a high school senior, weren't you looking for a reason to skip school? Sure. So Why David not? Hogg says, the voice of the young people in this country will be heard loud and clear when we cast our votes together. You will hear us marching to the polls and you will see the impact we have when we cast our ballots and we'll make this impact because we're not afraid to work together to make it happen. The youth movement isn't about one issue or one group. It's about working together for a better future. Excuse me. He's a legend in his own mind. I know, right? Seriously? Talk about grasping for publicity and attention. You know, I I had some comments that rushed in my mind, but I'll leave them off the air. But nonetheless, um, come on now, people. Let's not make this more than what it is, a bunch of high school students that want to skip school. Well, what it is and what it should be, is a wake-up call to parents all over this nation that you have to teach your children what they're supposed to know. Yeah. Because I saw a video. They they made a video with these students. Some girl was talking. They, they don't know anything. They don't know anything, but they're going to the polls to vote. Yeah, they that's know wonderful. They, they don't know <laughs> nothing. Oh, well, they know what their teachers taught them. No, they know what, they know what the, the latest celebrity told oh, them. Oh, well, that's true. And Rihanna said, you have to vote for Andrew Gillum because he's black. Right. Right. No, this whole, the whole video was, uh, so the girl said in the video about voting for freedom, 
Do you know what? You know how she defined defined freedom? Oh my goodness! Freedom. Do I want to know? Freedom from climate change. <laughs> so that's your youth movement, oh it, or my this goodness. youth movement. Uh, that's the basis upon which they're voting. So you know, JC, I, 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 I don't know. Do you do you have thoughts when you lay in bed? Does your mind just sort of turn and you? I, I do, I do intellectual acrobats as I try to fall asleep at night. Maybe that's part of what my problem is: trying to fall asleep. But I started. Yeah, that's a good diagnosis. <laughs> but I started with this idea of all this thoughts about how people have the quote unquote right to vote. And I thought about that because this is really our problem in society this differentiation between rights versus benefits. And I thought about this from a logical perspective, especially with the young people. Does a 12 year old. Uh, can you legally arrest a 12-year-old for protesting and holding a sign on a street? Depends on what they're doing. Well, if they're peacefully protesting. They're protesting? Yes. Yeah, sure. You can't, you can't no. arrest them, right? I would think so. No, because they have well, a right to freedom of speech. They have a right to protest. Now, mom and dad can stop them, right? You, you shouldn't have the authority to arrest them. Right. You shouldn't have the authority to arrest them. Okay, so does a 12-year-old have the right to protect himself or herself if they're being violently attacked? Sure. Do they have the right to protect themselves if they have, if someone is trying to steal their stuff? Yes. Okay. So they have a right to uh, to self defense and self. a right to right to to defend their property. Their own property. Does does a police officer have a lawful authority to search a twelve year old on the street without a warrant? No. No, so or they parents have parents' permission without or parents' permission, right? So they have a right to uh, they have a right to security in their person and their property, right? Their own person, their, their own, own person, their own property, right? But does the twelve-year-old have a right to vote? Nope. No, because the it's right not, to vote is not a right, and it's not their own property, and it's not their own property. Voting is making decisions that. That impacts everybody else. Well, but not only that, voting is a privilege of citizenship. Right. You vote because you are a citizen of the city, of the county, of the state. You are a member of the, uh, a citizen of, of the state gives you the, the, the uh, privilege to vote nationally. Right. And so that's really going to chap some people because then you start. Neil Bortz used to have this conversation I know, all the time. I know, I know. That made everybody mad. It makes people mad. But that that's, voting is not a right. Voting is not a right. If it was a right, your 12-year-old would be able to do it. Yeah, well, you know, th but that's the thing. You say, well, they're underage. Well, that's the whole point. But the even under age, they have the right to protest, the right to but protect I'm, themselves. But that all has to do with themselves. Right. My point is there is an age limit on voting. So you have to ask, why is that? Because it's a decision-making process. You're, you're essentially, you're controlling the government. Right. And you have to have a certain level of cognizance Not and understanding exactly. to do that. And that's why it's also a privilege of citizenship. 
Because if you're not a vested member of the society, if you are a transient, you are coming and going, you are not, you have no allegiance to that society, then you're not going to make a vote that, that is something that, that uh, is for future generations. Remember, voting is about how government operates, not just today, but tomorrow. And so I, I was thinking about this, and, and again, I want to just say to people, look, this is, this is what we cover at libertyfirstuniversity.com. We've got to understand this difference between rights and benefits. And I know, because we, like you said, Neil Bortz used to have this conversation, and I knew how it, it, it chapped people's hides talking about that. But I think that's just simply an, a simple illustration of, why, of, of how we can recognize that voting is not a right. A right is something you possess absent of government. Can you vote if there is no government? No. I mean, what's, what are you voting for right. if there is no government? So, well, this, that's, you know, this is one of those discussions that, gets into, uh, you know, kind of points back toward Jim Crow voting laws where you had literacy requirements and this and that. that, mm -hmm. And then they said that uh, unfairly restricted minority voters. So, you know, where is that? I mean, it seems to me there ought to be a minimum. I don't know. How do you how do you deal with that? I mean, to me. You have to be able to make decisions. And, I'm, and I'm, by the way, I'm not promoting literacy tests and Jim Crow right, voting laws. I'm, right, right. I'm just saying, uh, how do you, how, where is the line, right? If it's not a, a right per se, but you do, but you have a right to participate. If if you're of age, then right. then you have a right to participate in self-governing. Right? right. You have a right to self-govern. And that's that's where that comes to, right? It's it's about being a citizen, being self-governing, and this is not a natural right, but a right that comes through association. A right that comes when you are of legal age. Uh, let's put it this way. If you can make a legally binding contract, you ought to be able to legally vote, right, in, in your society. And that's the, the kind of limitations that, that you have. But it is a benefit. It is a privilege conferred upon the people by the people themselves as a form of society. But it ought to reflect back on society. Like when you see these kids, I mean, we're talking 1824 is what they're talking about, right. get out and vote. You see them voting based upon such ignorance. Then right. this sort of points back to uh, parents, families, communities, right. societies that right, because you're, you have an obligation to educate absolutely. the citizens. So the problem is not the, the privilege to vote. The problem is the ignorance of society. That's the problem. Yes. Yeah, so, so we so don't need was, to change that. We need to change the way we educate right. people. And so what I was you know, pointing out with the Jim Crow voting laws, there's that sort of slippery slope where you, you fail. Well, I mean, obviously that was racial targeting, but I mean, just, just as a concept. So mm -hmm. if you say, okay, you got to have these requirements or pass this test to be able to vote. Uh, it's sort of you running to government to make some law or some restriction because you as a parent, as a family, as a community, as a society have failed to meet your obligation to right. educate your children, your fellow citizens. Right. So it's the same kind of thing where, okay, 
we failed, something broke, so now let's run to government. Because you do hear this. You hear people say, yeah, there ought to be some minimum requirement. You should all have to pass this and that. Um, you know, and, and so and I do think, yeah, you ought to have that understanding. And as far as the, you know, passing the test, quote unquote, and having this knowledge, well, that ought to happen in the education system. The, the, yeah, these, these the children, testing should happen in the education These children system. ought to know this stuff by right. this time. By the time you're well, 18, you ought to understand these things. So it, all this points back. What I'm saying is we have to be careful not to run to the wrong solutions, mm-hmm. right? We run more government to government restrictions. It ought to shine the light, you know, like looking in the mirror. Right. Stop pointing your finger at the fact that the old government doesn't have these requirements. You should look in the mirror. It's right. we have failed. Let's, have failed. let's fix ourselves. Well, we've done, I did a, a show uh, some time ago about, uh, we talked about this. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure it was you and I together about how the uh, illiteracy rate is higher now that we, that we have a government mandated school than it was when, when parents were homeschooling and parents were, uh, and communities were in charge of the schools. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. I certainly didn't mean to overturn any apple carts or open any can of worms here or whatever metaphor you want to put to that. Uh, I just simply wanted to reiterate that we have a situation here where where people can are, are, are conflating the terms rights and benefits and privileges. And, and there are certain things in society that are benefits and privileges of citizenship. And then there are things that are certain inalienable rights. And... We, we need to know this. And, and JC, what you were talking about as we left the break is exactly what Samuel Adams said when he said, when the people become universally ignorant and debauched in their manners, we will sink underneath our own weight without the aid of foreign invaders. And that's what happens when we vote ignorantly yeah. as a people. When we raise our children with the ideologies of David Hogg, when we, when we have young people who think that freedom means freedom from global warming. Seriously. Uh, because, and, and, and you have to go back. JC, where are they learning that? Who's feeding their heads yep. with the fact that freedom equals freedom from global warming? Global warming imprisons you, I guess. I don't know. Right. Whatever. But then in the meantime, we miss the bigger fundamental rights issue. I know we were both looking at this article. A Texas man is arrested for allegedly firing a gun to scare off illegal immigrants in, in Texas. And so uh, I, I did some, some research in this because this article really piqued my interest first it's about protecting your property right so that's why I thought well why can't he protect his own property so then I read down through the article and uh the first article that I came to found out that he is a quote-unquote convicted felon do you know how long how many articles I actually had to read before I found out what his felony conviction actually was well you should have not read off the bat 
Right. Well, I should have known, but I wanted to actually, you know, yeah. before we talked about it on air, I wanted to not have assumptions. Right. So here's 20, the story. 20, year, 20 plus years ago, 23, by the way. yeah, yeah, in the 90s, I thought it said. I forgot. Anyway, um, he was convicted, felony convicted, of possession of a controlled substance. So he was then sentenced to 23 years, which obviously a good portion of that is probation. And part of that, because he's a now convicted felon, he is not allowed to own own firearms. Yeah, so in the 1990s, he was convicted of possession of a controlled substance. So that's the whole crux of the matter. Yeah. The fact that he's a felon. That's the whole thing. It's not that he was protecting his property. It's not because uh, that, yes, there were these people. See, what had happened was Border Patrol had chased these illegal immigrants onto his property. And the illegal immigrants were hiding under his porch and under a vehicle. I mean, they were on his property. Remember our word curtilage, right? Yeah. <laughs> they were on his curtilage, which he has a right to protect and defend. Uh, no. That is his personal property. But not if you committed a crime. Not if you were convicted of a crime 20 plus years ago. Yeah. A a, a, a convicted felon. Which, by the way, why I wanted to look at what he was convicted of. Because if he was convicted of attempted murder, if he was convicted of armed robbery. Right. Then maybe, then, then I could possibly justify the rest of his life being disarmed. right. Right. But possession of a controlled substance in the 1990s, when he was in his 30s, how do you justify denying the man the right to protect his life and his property? I mean, we've seen what some of these, uh, these illegal immigrants are doing to Border Patrol agents. Yeah. What would they do to a private citizen? This, this is the conversation that makes the statist and nationalist mad. Well, I don't like this. It doesn't matter. You've got to to have this conversation because, look, the ease with which our criminal justice system deprives people of their rights for life means it could be you. Criminal justice reform ought to be a bipartisan issue. Um, It's typically not. On the whole, conservatives and Republicans have have been uh, trained to this word felon, right? It's kind of like animal training yes. you know, to a word, sit. And so when they hear that, then, okay, you deserve all your rights taken. So here's a guy trying to protect his property, family. His life. His life from illegal criminal immigrants. And because they put the word felon on it, even though he's focused on his done his time, The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist.
Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. Remember, learn your constitutional republic. Learn your liberties at libertyfirstuniversity.com. I don't know uh, if I finished that. Maybe the bumper JC, got help me. us. Yeah, go ahead. But yeah, no, I was, gonna, I was saying this guy... This tw- it's twenty three. First off, twenty three year sentence. Okay, so right. and and the guy's fifty six years old. Okay, now. let's this is back let's in also the 90s. add this is a federal drug offense. Yeah, and so so the federal government has no authority to create drug laws, but via the Constitution. Yeah, yeah. So that's another conversation. My question, my question to this, and and to those, you know, staunch conservatives, we always run into of. You say the word criminal or felon, and it's their brain shuts off, and everybody who has that label just just like which is weird because remember uh, Janet Napolitano and Obama was labeling conservatives domestic terrorists, right? And just based on that label, then you know you have your rights stripped, and the conservatives right. weren't, life. Weren't, weren't happy about that. But if the government puts the label felon on you, so many uh, so many of conservatives and Republicans that we've run into. That's just automatic. They don't need to know anything about right. the details. You're a felon. You right. shouldn't have rights. That's it. And that, so that's how, they th- that's how a lot of the people we talk to think. I have a problem with that because what, what is a sentence? What does a sentence mean? If you say right. you have a 23-year yep. sentence, okay, then that was his sentence. He went to prison. He spent 23 years there. He got out. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that his sentence? Well, apparently not. The sentence is forever. So you're okay with forever sentences. So how is it that you give you give a sentence? It seems like you've completed that, right? Mm-hmm. He served his time. He's out. You're now a free man. No, you're not a free man. He's not free. You're not free. He did his time. It was convicted of controlled substance. And now because he's convicted of a felon, he's a second-class citizen for the rest of his life. Correct. Which means he cannot protect his own life. He cannot protect his own family. He cannot protect his own property. Here's the thing that that really, really chaps me, right? And and by the way, in this this incident, when you think about it, he actually committed no crime. He's being punished once again... Mm-hmm. for a crime he committed in the 90s because had he not been a convicted felon he would not have been arrested the police would not i mean none of this well, none of this would be going forward just to correct forward. this now he was originally arrested for discharging a firearm no, in but, a municipality but point of fact you know as well as i do yeah. first off this is brownville texas you know as well as i do being a former prosecutor this would not have gone forward well, it Had didn't. he not been a convicted felon It didn't previously. go farther. It didn't go forward. They actually dropped the charges of unlawfully discharging a firearm in a municipality. They dropped those charges. So that's my point. Yeah. He is not being punished for a crime that he committed in right. this incident that's described. Right. He's being punished again for the fact that he was convicted 20 plus years ago. That's right. Okay, that ought to be double jeopardy. You you shouldn't be able to drop the, these other charges and say, well, it's too bad. We got to prosecute you here because you're a felon and you're not supposed to, whatever. Yeah, I, double jeopardy so is not 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 really the the proper legal term for it, but there is a proper legal term of for it, and it's uh it's uh and I forget the legal uh the English term corrupt, for it. Corrupt, immoral. You know, it well. 
here's the thing. Our founders overturned the idea, the idea that blood was, uh, could attach people to crimes, right? right? So back in the English law, if your father was convicted of certain crimes, the son could carry the punishment of that for the rest of his life. Our founders said we're not going to engage in that kind of process because that is a violation of due process. We're not going to have these bloodline convictions. And that's exactly what this is. Now, his child is not going to suffer from this technically speaking but oh, this yes is he will. this is a lifelong bloodline conviction because he's never a free man again yeah and it, and discharging a firearm has absolutely nothing to do with the crime that he was convicted of yeah you can't you can't tell me the family's not affect affected you're gonna drag this guy off to prison again and destroy right. his livelihood and his life because because and he didn't shoot this is the thing he didn't shoot anybody he didn't shoot anybody he shot up in the air to, to scare these people off his property which by the way the border patrol are the ones that chased these folks onto his property right and okay let me <laughs> i want to just throw this out there because because i think i ought to punch him in the face every time i get a chance metaphorically speaking metaphorically speaking these who are these prosecutors Right. Federal prosecutors. Jeff Sessions. Who do they employees. work for? Jeff Sessions. Thank you. He could stop it right now. Yeah. So here we are again. This is the thing. It's over and over again. All these Jeff Sessions lovers out there that Trump has done all of these things. Jeff Sessions has continually worked against those things that Trump supporters like. Mm-hmm. But yet so many of them still blindly support Jeff Sessions and talk about how great he is because somehow Trump uh, appointed them, even though Trump said, I shouldn't have appointed this guy. And he's a he's he's a knucklehead. Right. But then he's not going to dismiss him because then it it throws some sort of uh, uh, shadow over the investigate the Russian inve- collusion investigation, all this stuff. That's the only thing. Only reason he's remained in office. This guy. That's once called again, blackmail. Yeah. So once again, here is the Justice Department under Jeff Session prosecuting people for stuff they shouldn't be prosecuted for stuff like this and, makes and me wish and i was it's attorney drugs. general it's and it's drugs because yep. that's his thing yeah that's his, his thing is pet you know thing. hang everybody from the gallows that has anything to do with drugs right, right. He, he's like the the head of the salem witch trials uh, as far as the war on drugs that's jeff sessions this guy so anything to do with that he's going to be overzealous over the top and and do things like this no no way this guy should be sitting in jail for firing a shot to scare. Three shots to scare off people who had no lawful authority to be on his property, number right. one. Number two, they were hiding from law enforcement. Number three, how else, how do you not judge for your own safety in a situation where you're watching videos on the news where these people are are battering law enforcement sure. who are armed at right. the time. And now they're on your property. And now they're on your property. Right. He's they're lucky he did not shoot them. Yeah. That's going to be the only difference between between me and this guy. Yeah. I'm not shooting up in the air. Right. I'm not going to take any chance that they're going to come at me. We're I mean, I may not just blindly start shooting at these people, but I'm probably going to go confront these guys in in some way. And, you know, you got to get off my property or I am going to shoot you. Stuff like this makes me wish that I was the attorney general. But can you imagine the politics with Chris Ann Hall, attorney, U.S. Attorney General. No, but here's See, the deal. They would crucify okay, me. Okay, but here's the deal, right? So you don't get attorney. No one attorney general is going to change this. Mm-hmm. All right. So in the big scheme, that doesn't matter. The, who's the problem? The problem 
are the voters. The problem are the citizens. Yeah. And I would say, and I'm gonna say specifically, get you can get glad or get mad out there. Specifically, Republican conservatives because they're the ones that support this kind of nonsense. This whole blind law and order. Right. We need criminal justice reform. The court system and the criminal justice system is is an absolute mess, a cesspool of corruption. And 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 the conservative Republicans have been absolutely uh, trained like 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 animals to respond to these terms to to blindly support hate this crimes. nonsense. They'll get aggravated about hate crimes. But they they won't get aggravated about somebody going to prison. I get sick of hearing these responses. Oh, you shouldn't do drugs. You shouldn't have been running away. You should have done what the officer said. Hey, if you weren't hiding something. I mean, come on. I watched a video of this guy. The police officer pulls this this man over. Uh, He says, get out your license. And then the guy goes to get out his license. The officer reaches and grabs his car door to open it like he's going to mm-hmm. pull him out. Like, what are you doing? You just told the guy to get his license. And then the, the guy reaches up and puts his hand on the door when the officer is pulling his door open. The officer pulls out his gun and shoots the guy dead. Okay? And what do we get from our conservative friends? Who should have been obeying orders? What orders? Get your license out? That's what he was doing. He shouldn't have grabbed the door. Okay, grabbing the door. Yeah, the officer should grabbing the door is justification for public execution on the spot. See, this is this is the problem. This is why we don't get criminal justice reform. This is why people, citizens like that, get get shot and killed by bad cops. And yes, bad cops exist. I don't think they're the majority. I think they are the exception. But the problem is we blindly support bad cops, and we blindly support bad laws. Because of this brainwashing, we we have to support all law enforcement, no matter what they do. We have to support, you know, all these laws against drugs and this and that and this nonsense of, well, you should just be be uh, some sort of sub- subservient slave. You should have done what you were told. You shouldn't have been doing this. Well, co- you know, that's why this stuff continues. legally speaking by both state and federal constitution. Uh, the fact that the officer tried to pull open the door is an unlawful search and but seizure without be, a warrant. But I want to be very clear. Let me say it very clear, and you can they can unfriend me. If I had Facebook, they could unfacebook me. They could get <laughs> mad, okay? That officer is not the problem. Yeah. The officer that shot that guy is not the problem. Right. It's the voters who blindly support this nonsense and allow the media to manipulate us into camps, right? We want to we react to Kaepernick, who I think is, is a buffoon, okay, but we want to react in the opposite direction to him. And so then when something bad happens, we can't call it out. We can't stand against it because then, oh, man, I can't support the same thing that Kaepernick supports. So so this is not only that. We're blindly, <laughs> How many times have, 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 have you heard people bash me by saying, Chris Ann, why are you, why are you doing this? The ACLU right. agrees so, with you. Well, you know so what? That's the whole thing. It's the tribalism once again, that is, and it's, that it's is killing us. And it's immorality to me. That's immoral. Yeah. Right. You're basically, you know, it's idolatry really, if you think about it. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to agree with these guys because they wear a blue, blue uniform. I'm going to, I'm going to disagree with Kaepernick because he's a buffoon, no matter what, right. Without even examining what's going on, you know, or somebody says, oh, well, he he uses drugs. So therefore, I'm going to I'm going to be for what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Or he's a felon. He's a criminal. He wasn't doing what he's told. He was running. OK, 
those that's immoral thinking. Right. You need to think about that person as a human being. You need to judge the uh, what's going on in each of those situations. And it's also ignorant. It's it's you mean you're a slave yourself because you're allowing the media and all of these controllers who use this to divide people. They're doing it on purpose. And so they want you to react in your little camps, in your little little tribes, because they use this as cover for future oppression. They're going to use this stuff against you eventually. And our founders, uh, the conservatives that you're talking about, who call themselves conservatives, would have thrown the founders under the bus as well. Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Here with my husband and co-host J.C. Hall. Hey, we are in our last segment. J.C. You know, it's one of those purge shows. I know, right? Purge you, shows. You purify your following. Right, right. Because let's just mention the name James Otis Jr. Yeah. What is your What is your J- tagline again? Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over personality. Yeah. And we're true by it. And that's why I said if, you know, a lot of people are lovingly tweet and post on Facebook, Chris Ann Hall for attorney general, Chris Ann Hall for Supreme Court justice. No, that 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 would be an interesting kind of uh, perspective. And it it would be be a whole lot of fun. But I would be crucified because I wouldn't make anybody happy. Right. So if I were attorney general of the United States, we would not be uh, we would not be prosecuting federal gun laws. We would not be prosecuting federal uh, um, drug crimes. We would not be prosecuting Amish farmers. We would not be prosecuting. uh, We would not be collecting fees for for farmers and ranchers to use their land and their water. Nor would we be we'd be stripping people of their natural rights if they haven't committed a violent crime. Yeah. And I mean, seriously, where, where would we be in America if we actually felt and understood what Liberty actually felt like James Otis jr. Stood against unlawful searches and seizures of his government. He called them the worst form of arbitrary power ever seen in a law book. And he was not, see, that's the thing. We, we have this sort of, glorified vision of 1776 like everybody in the colonies was in favor of independence when that simply was not true hey take a vacation to the boston tea party museum when you go through the boston tea party museum there is a little uh, reenactment film that you watch at the end where you see the loyalists scorning those who were uh, trying to fight for liberty, trying to fight for independence. And you get a little bit of understanding of the, of the opposition, both physical and political and social, that our founders came up against. And James Otis Jr. worked for the government, resigned his post because of this kind of stuff that we're talking about today, openly condemned what they were doing and was threatened by the people in his community, threatened by death by his government for challenging what they were doing unlawfully. 
And they, you know, I mean, he heard the same thing. What do you got to hide? What are you doing, right? If, if, if you were, if you were acting lawfully, you wouldn't be afraid of the government coming in and looking at your stuff. And 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 Otis said, "I don't have anything to hide. I have everything to preserve. It's that, about liberty." That lawfully, the lawfully phrase or legal, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the difference between marijuana and alcohol? Right, both drugs, both yeah. considered drugs. Yeah. What's the difference? One is legal. One was not right. legal. One is legal. So, yeah. and they even tried to make alcohol illegal, and that yeah. didn't work out so well. But that's the thing. If you want to say, you know, okay, this guy, these people should be stripped of their rights forever mm-hmm. uh, because they did drugs. Well, here, let me well, ask you. Take this one, beer, one step further. Should have no rights. Right. You take this one step further. What is what is the difference between marijuana and oxycodone? Oxycotton, cotton, cotton. Codon, cotton. They're they're two different drugs. Oxycodon, oxycotton. What's the difference? The federal classification. Well, I mean, the absolutely. Law, the one of them, one of them, the doctor can write a prescription. One of them, the pharmacies create. The other, you can grow in your backyard. So that's, I mean, I don't. Know. You want to talk to, about to me, freedom? Outside of violence, if you haven't committed a violent crime, I mean, what does that have to do with you being able to vote, being able mm-hmm. to? to have a, a firearm. Yeah, I mean, that, property, that's another thing, too. So he's not only stripped of his right to protect himself, but now he can't vote either. So he can't be uh, instrumental in changing the laws yeah. that create the situation of lifetime servitude. Yeah. I mean, literally, he's sentenced to the rest of his life to be dependent upon someone else for his own life, liberty, and property. And that's slavery. That is absolutely slavery. Enrique Fernandez, that's his name. Yeah, Enrique Fernandez. Well, we're done with today's show. Uh, I'll just point everybody out to one last article. 99-year-old California woman born before women had the right to vote is a Fox News headline. Come on, people. She wasn't born before 1820. And we were voting. Ladies, we were voting in 1779. Let's just get our facts right, even on the conservative level. God bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Go vote. Is the least you can do.